Hey everybody, welcome back this week. And I apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little tired. I was at the Florida Realtor convention last week. I had a booth and spent two days talking to over a hundred different real estate professionals about why they should be starting a podcast. So my voice is a little tired. But this week I wanna do a quick little episode and highlight one of the presentations that I went to at Podcast Movement, which was Rob Walsh from Libsyn's presentation that he tends to do at all of these different conferences. Um, I think this year's title of his presentation was called Yes, That Marketing Advice for Your Podcast is BS. And I like Rob because he does not mince words. He, he keeps it real, and I really appreciate that about him. Rob, if you don't know him, is the VP of Podcaster Relations at Libsyn and has been podcasting for over a decade, so he knows what he's talking about. So let's dive into some of the things that I found really interesting about his presentation. And Rob likes to talk about myths in the podcasting space, and he likes to debunk myths in particular. So the first myth he went through is that the podcasting space is too crowded. And he presented, you know, that you will hear stats like 2.4 million podcasts are out there. There are 55 million episodes available in feeds. And while that's true, what you don't hear is that greater than 500,000 podcasts has one episode and then they were done. So in the last 90 days, there are 500,000 podcasts that only have one episode. And it's really, if you dig down into, over the last 90 days, podcasts that have released 10 episodes or more, there's actually only 322,000 podcasts that are currently active. And that number over the last 12, you know, 12 months has been plummeting. You know, we had a lot of active podcasts and a lot of podcasts start out right at the beginning of the pandemic. They've got some, you know, stats here that there were 895,000 podcasts in February of 2020. And then by October, there were 1.5 million podcasts. And then February, April of this year, there were 2 million active podcasts. July, there were 2.3 million, not active podcasts, there were 2.3 million podcasts in general, but in terms of active, that number is 322. And if you go back to um, April of 2021, there were over 400 active podcasts. And now that we're in August, we're down to 322. So that number has been plummeting. Active podcasts are way down. And what happens is that right now, there's a lot less active podcasts, but listener numbers are not dropping. So if you're a podcaster right now, or you're thinking about getting started, this is the time to double down. This is the time to really go in hard because there's a lot less content available to all those podcast listeners out there. And this is one of those lulls. This is one of those troughs where you can really get noticed as a podcaster if you're releasing content consistently that, that people want to hear. Now, the next thing that Rob talked about, which is something that I often tell most podcasters. When you get into podcasting, you really have to let go of the idea that your podcast is going to blow up, that it's going to be viral. Um, podcasts do not go viral. In fact, 
you know, there's a myth that podcasts, you know, you're, you're all going to get millions of downloads um, or we're all going to get a billion downloads as podcasts get more and more popular. And the truth of that is that really there have only been four podcasts that have ever gotten a billion downloads. Um, the first to do it was Joe Rogan's podcast, Joe Rogan Experience. Stuff You Should Know was the second. New York Times, The Daily was the third, and Dave Ramsey's podcast is the fourth. There's only been four podcasts that have ever gotten a billion downloads. And in terms of size, you know, I often talk about Joe Rogan and people hear about his podcast all the time. How big was Joe Rogan? Okay. How big was his podcast at its, at its peak before he signed the exclusive agreement with Spotify? Joe Rogan his podcast actually had more downloads than all of Gimlet Media, okay? That is a huge podcast network that is, I believe is now also owned by Spotify. Joe Rogan, his podcast, all its downloads, is actually bigger than all of the podcasts that use Buzzsprout as a media host. So that that's huge. And the, the, the reason you can't necessarily always use Joe Rogan as an example is he got successful in ways that most podcasts don't, okay? And he did a lot of things that most podcasters uh, think is actually a mistake. So not until he signed with Spotify did Joe Rogan ever join a network. Uh, you know, he didn't listen to the advice of radio professionals that said his episodes need to be short, like around 22 minutes. Most of his episodes are two, three hours long. He didn't ask or beg for ratings and reviews every episode. He didn't try to monetize it on day one, okay? He didn't listen to the advice that you must release the same number of episodes each week on the same day and at the same time. This is why he's not a good example. Like, he does things differently than most people. His title doesn't even have keywords in it other than his name. You could consider that a keyword, but he, he could have kept his name just in the author field. He didn't go on, you know, forum boards and spam people to listen to his show with messages. And he doesn't have a team of 10 writers. So really, when thinking about how to grow your podcast, you have to stop thinking about Joe Rogan as an example. You have to stop looking that way because he did it differently and he's the biggest podcaster ever. He's very unique in that in that realm. So let's talk about some more of the myths that Rob um, shared in this. One that I often talk about is that the ideal length of an episode is 22 minutes. We mentioned that earlier. And that's just not true. If you look over the last year in Apple's top 200 episodes, the average length of the episodes in that top 200 is over an hour. Now, you know, that may be because of the 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 pandemic or I don't know, but even the median, so not even the average, the, the middle is right around an hour. And if you look and want a little more um, detail, greater than or equal to 40 minutes is close to 80% of all podcast episodes out there in that top 200. So if you're having people tell you, oh, you need to do a 10 minute episode, a 20 minute episode, a 30 minute episode, Really, there are a lot more podcast episodes that are that are longer than that, and and it's okay to go longer. Now, in the business space, uh, busy professionals, the people that I talk to a lot, I don't recommend going close to an hour. You know, forty minutes is perfect, forty five minutes, because 
as you get later on in that episode, you're going to start to lose people. So especially don't put your most important things at um, the end of the episode because mm, you're going to have less people listening to it. Another interesting myth that Rob talked about is that, you know, a lot of people are thinking video and a lot of people think video podcasts are the next big thing. Well, that's not true. Most podcasts are still audio. Actually, only 14 of the top 50 aggregator apps for podcasts even support video. So the majority of the ways that people are consuming a podcast does not even allow video. So, and, and if you want to know the number of the top 200 episodes in Apple Podcasts that were exclusively video over the last month, none. <laughs> there were none that were exclusively video. So podcasts are primarily audio and you should think of them that way. Now that doesn't mean you can't do things like broadcast the recording of your podcast live. Like that is a great way to start out your process of repurposing your, your content because people can watch you, you can record video at the same time as the audio and then you can split those things up and use them. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about people that are only doing video podcasts. Uh, it, it's just not, um, just doesn't make sense to do that only. The last really big myth that I want to talk about here is that you know, we hear a lot about Spotify now and Spotify is coming on strong in the podcasting world. And yes, it is. And a lot of people are listening on Spotify, but Apple podcasts is still the number one source for people consuming podcasts. Okay. You know, there's a lot of Android people listening on Spotify, but Apple is still 56% of all podcast downloads. And if you include the other apps that pull from Apple, you are up in the 70% range in terms of people that pull um, from the pod, the Apple podcast directory. So it is still number one. And so there are really um, some important things to know about the way Apple Podcasts still works, okay? This is one that I've talked about for a while, that the Apple Podcast search is still very important. And the most important thing in Apple search engine is the title. That's how people are going to find you. The second most is the author field. And then it's sorted by total numbers of subscribers and all sorts of things for finding the other information. So again, it's always going to come back to having a very clear title and your author name is the way people are going to find you. But most importantly, the, the, the title and having the right keywords in your title, not overstuffing it, but having the right keywords in your title. And something that has changed now, so with the iOS 14.5 update to the podcast app, the Apple podcast app, the focus on what is the most important episode has now changed. If you have not subscribed to um, the a podcast, so people are, that are searching for a podcast, they have not subscribed yet or they don't follow you. Before 14.5, there would be a big subscribe button. That was the big button that you saw at the top of the, the search results when someone clicked on your podcast. And then below, they would see the trailer and things like that. Apple has now put the focus on the latest episode. There's no longer a big subscribe button because they've even changed that. There's a plus at the top of the screen for you to follow a podcast. But the focus is on your latest episode. So 
Now you have to be thinking every episode, what am I doing in the first 30 seconds of my episode? Because that is gonna be what all new people see first. That's gonna be the option that they have to click on and listen to me. Because it won't be until below that, that button where the description is seen. So you have to think about every episode now is your most important episode, especially those 30 seconds, 45 seconds right at the beginning. That's how people are gonna first experience you. And then yes, the trailer is right below that. So you still wanna have all those things. You still wanna have a good description. You still wanna have a good trailer. But with every episode now, you have to be thinking about how are people seeing me? And then one last little note that, Rob shared that I thought was interesting. This is a, another myth, this myth that ratings and reviews matter. And I agree with him on this and I, and I disagree with him. I think ratings and reviews still matter because people are gonna click on them. There are, there are people that read reviews. There are people that look at how well your show is rated to decide whether they wanna listen. And that's not the what I'm talking about here. His Um, myth that he debunked is that ratings and reviews actually matter in terms of your ranking. And that's not true. It really comes down to downloads in terms of rankings. So he shared a, a slide that was really interesting from the top shows in the history category. And of course, you know, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History comes in number one, and Dan Carlin has 35,000 reviews. But the number two result was a podcast called Noble Blood. I don't know of it. It's a iHeart Radio. I haven't listened to it, but it only has twenty nine hundred reviews. And then the third podcast is Stuff You Missed in History Class, which has fourteen thousand reviews. There's even a podcast here, number twelve, People's Landscapes, that has no reviews whatsoever, no ratings, and it's ranked 12. So ratings and reviews do not matter in terms of rankings, but they do matter in terms of how people, what they learn about your show when they finally take a look at it. So hopefully this episode has helped you with some myths that are out there, helped you understand more about what's working and what's not working, and then what to think about in terms of Apple Podcasts and the recent changes they've made and what you should be thinking. But I want to go back to the beginning and and really hit home that right now, there's only about 300,000 active podcasts in Apple Podcast Directory where they've had 10 or more episodes in the last 90 days. Most of these podcasts are out there and this we can thank Anchor for this. Most podcasts that are in all these directories are no longer active. So if you can really double down and create new interesting content right now, you have more listeners than ever paying attention to less podcasts, less active podcasts than ever. So I I hope you take that and I hope you are encouraged by that news. So I look forward to talking to you again next week and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead of you.